0: episode of Life and Style by Inherent. We want to ask your forgiveness first and foremost because we recorded a couple and then technology happened and it didn't come out in the format. I couldn't upload it and edit it. So we're reshooting those and going to upload those soon. So that's why there's been um, a little bit of a drought for a while from content from us in our podcast. Really uh I was just going to let you know that we just wanted to leave you anticipating and excited for when the next one's going to come out. So you 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 pick your poison as to which which one is the reason why it's been a while. So my name is Andrew Perkett. I am a co-host with Taylor Draper, my friend who is sitting across my office from me, looking great as usual, Taylor.
1: Oh, thank you. It's too kind.
0: You're welcome. It is too kind. I pretty much only tell him that when we're on the podcast, so. I'm j- That's true.
1: Actually, <laughs> I was about to say
0: I'm kidding, but that might be true. But you know that I always think you look good, so it works out. Um, how are you doing today, Taylor? Mm. Right when you took a sip of coffee or
1: <laughs> water. Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Um, kind of had like a little bit of a slow start to the morning, um, but you know, still did my morning routine hitting the Stairmaster, nice. and uh, and then, yeah, went to a little coffee shop in town and got some things knocked out, kind of, and <laughs> then <laughs> still have a lot to do on them, but, uh, yeah, and then I went to the shop and picked up my motorcycle and right over here, so.
0: Nice, first, first ride of the year, right?
1: First ride of the year, yep. Yeah, we had cool. to fix it. <laughs> we had to. I was trying to think about it for a second. Yeah, we had to. I tried to ride it a few weeks ago, and uh, we had to like fix some things up on it. So now it's good to go.
0: Nice, the old the old Triumph. Oh it's yeah, a, it's a beautiful bike. Oh, thank you. Well, good. Glad to hear it, man. No, I was gonna say sorry. It's been a slow day, slow start, but not sorry because sometimes that's kind of nice. I kind of like slow starts. They aren't. They don't happen often, but when they do, I I like it. Yesterday was a slow start for me. It was day after Juneteenth, felt like I deserved a little morning off. And uh, yeah, I took it and it was fantastic. So this morning was not the same as a 4.30 a.m. roll out of bed for me. So Yeesh. that was unfortunate, but that's all right. So today uh, is a life episode for everybody. And we have just passed Father's Day, and figured we would address fatherhood—just a small little subject that we can breeze by in one episode. I hope you all heard my sarcasm in that. Um, it's obviously a huge, uh, a huge topic that can be covered and talked about for hours uh, upon hours. Taylor is a father. I am not. I am. I'm a father to a little fur baby. She's great. Um, I hear she's a little bit easier than actual children. Um, I have privilege of being uncle to several kids. We have actual niece and nephew, and then I have so many friends who have kids that I get to play uncle role, which is the best. I get them when they're fun. Right. So, um, so Taylor, there's, there's a lot of questions and things we can go into with fatherhood for you and for a lot of guys, I think is there's guys who are navigating fatherhood. And my dad was the same way, um, who are going into fatherhood without having had a father. Right. And, um, just share one, your story on that sense of, of how that affected you, but also how does that affect the way that you father? It's a broad question, but you can dial it in as you go. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was uh Yeah, that's a lot in <laughs> <And> one question. <laughs> um man, well I think for me because I haven't had a dad and it's just been an absence of something, absence of something, and you're still constantly finding like traumas due to that. Like I think I just even discovered something from having an absent father or not having a father um like last week that I totally Unexpected or un, yeah, un- totally unassuming, unexpected, and it just kind of popped out in therapy, and we're like, oh, well, that's the reason I'm fucked up. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, for me, it's um, I think the hardest part is uh, just balancing the being present and then also pursuing my dreams of making inherent um, like a household name and taking it global and, um, and also not getting distracted when i trying to talk. I
0: have some elegant windows in my office and it's beautiful. So I can see you looking at the scenery. It's also, <laughs> it's more peaceful in this office than I'm sure most of fatherhood is. So enjoy yourself, <laughs> take it in you know, re- relax.
1: I was more referring focus. to the background, background noise. But <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I have, I have, too. I have noise chasing ADHD, yeah. which I think we talked about in the podcast. that got lost as well.
0: <laughs> I think you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's very hard for me to focus uh, if it's not like a quiet room, but doing my best. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. Um, So yeah, that's, I think that's for me the hardest part is um, wanting to be present with my kids and then making sure that um, the time that I do get to spend with them is completely intentional about uh, making sure that they feel loved and safe and um, that I'm a safe place for them, which is also really hard because during the day you get like zapped, like you get like, so much is asked of me, and I'm giving so much all of the time, even in just little micro moments of things, um, that it's hard for me to kind of, like, flip a switch when I get in my driveway at home and then give more, Mm -hmm. um, so trying to find that balance is, like, really hard, but, uh... I think it's pretty easy because I'm doing a lot better than my dad did so far because I'm still around. Because
0: <laughs> you're here, so that's great. Because <laughs> well, I am existing. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, good job uh, starting on that. <laughs> we both got a notification right away and distracted both of us. We got to focus, man. <laughs> this is this is crazy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, basically like a big thing I hear you referring to is the balancing of, of two worlds, right? You have the world of work they're one world, but there's two within that world. Right. Cause you, we've talked about this before. You don't believe in a quote unquote life work balance. It's just a life balance. Yes. Cause it's just life. right? That
1: is, yeah, that is correct. Um, and I'm also just in a very grateful position where I can, and I know that I, a lot of other men and fathers can't do this. So I'm just really grateful to be in a position where I can like run home and watch them. If my wife has to do something, uh, my kids I'm referring to, <laughs> understood. <laughs> I can run home and just like hang out with them for like an hour or something. Or I can, uh, if I'm just like having a really tough day. And I need to just be done, I do have the option to just leave early and then go hang out with the family and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's just again, that's just for me personally, that's why I believe in like a life balance is because like I can jump back and forth at any point throughout the day where a lot of a lot of fathers are locked into like an eight hour or more. In a lot of cases, kind of kind of shifts where they can't see their kids. But um, so yeah, that's why I, For me personally, I believe that, but yeah, man, it's just, uh, and it's tough. Like my kids are two and three and a half. Um, and they're in, that's a crazy age, man. Like there's, uh, for, you know, you're, they call it the terrible twos, which is kind of a dumb name, but you get it sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, Oh, I guess this is what they're referring to. right? So having, having, uh, coming at it with kindness and capacity is always really, really fun challenge.
0: Yeah. Well, and where, where I have a hard time with kids, um, kids are great. They're fun to hang out with. Like I I like uncle roll when they're happy and we, I can take my niece out for ice cream, whatever, hang out. But what drives me crazy, you know, I, I, I coach high school football and I like teaching, high school age and above, you know, being able to something that I know a lot about and being able to teach it. I used to teach, uh, middle schoolers in a certain level. And then even below the thing where I'm going with this is like, the thing that drives me crazy that I think I'm going to have such a hard time with as a dad is when like, you just, you can't, and I really value words. Like I like words a lot, but when you can't like explain something and you have to keep it so like surface level, obviously because they're freaking two and three years old, but like when my niece just keeps asking like, well, why? Well, why? Well, why? And I'm like, I'm getting, this is driving me crazy as an uncle. Like <laughs> I can't imagine dealing with this all the time as a parent, but it's different. Everyone says it. it's different when it's your own kid as well. And so, which I don't know if you agree with that or not, but um, it's different when it's your own kid, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, yeah, I guess we're, we're just going to have to see what happens when we have kids, which who knows when that'll be because- our first couple of years, people didn't really ask us, and now they're just starting. It's we're in year four, and now it's like, so when is this gonna happen, right? So, but I don't want to rush into fatherhood either, which I feel a lot of people get stuck doing, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Um, happens, and then you are then, and for lack of a better term, stuck raising a human for the next 18 years. Right. And so clearly there is a crisis in, and I didn't do any research on the numbers. We kind of just decided to talk about this, but I think we know that especially across our country, that, that fatherlessness is very high. Right. Yep. So what, and, and we see a lot of unfortunate results because of that. I mean, I think the latest, Um, Texas shooting is not just because of that, but I I think it was the last, um, oh man, I was just listening to this 10 ish, um, mass shootings at schools. The, the shooters of it were all fatherless men. And so there's a, there's obviously something that, that, that's missing there that the man, this father brings that is driving these other, these, these other men to either follow the example and, and have kids and then leave. And then there's men like you who decided to flip the script and, and to stay where I'm going with this is like, is there any possible solution to fatherlessness that you can think of? Like, like what would we, Where do you you even start with that issue, I guess?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons um, Inherent works so well with our events and things like that is because it's giving men the opportunity to connect with other men that may not have fathers and uh, give them the opportunity to kind of like mentor each other um, and also uh, just be there for each other and be present in their lives and things like that. So... Um, that's one of the the things to to just I guess not even plug because it's just the truth of it. Like we're building a community of guys to support each other, and um, you know, and it's and it's so sad. Someone brought this up to me the other day where it was it was like, um, you know, it's interesting is that it's always men committing all of these like really horrible crimes and things like that and in situations. Um, and that's where, you know, like there's nowhere for these guys to, to like go and take their thoughts and feelings with that's a healthy outlet, you know? And, um, uh, and it's, and it's sad, you know? Um, so like having things like, like huddles and like community events and like getting involved with your community, uh, is like a great, I think it's a great starting point because it causes conversations to happen. And I think that's, like, what we need to start with is just conversations.
0: Yeah, conversations, and um, and those ultimately lead to, and what I think is a benefit of our community is support. I mean, men needing some support, whether it's financially or just encouragement or, like you said, somewhere to just talk about stuff. Um, a podcast I would recommend, I just listen to... Uh, Jordan Peterson's podcast, he had Warren Farrell, author of the boy crisis on, and they talked about that. Like, why are these mass shootings and stuff? Why are they always men? Like, why are men committing, committing and doing these? And they have this great conversation about, it, so I'd, I'd recommend going and checking that out. Um, but I just pulled up the stat real quick, but uh, a fourth of almost a quarter of all American children um, lived in fatherless homes um, a fourth like that's that's wild right 25% of children growing up in America are growing up in fatherless homes and for several reasons I mean you know there's there could be men who who do just dip the scene because they're not interested and there could be a lot of men who are just afraid and I'm not let me preface it with this I'm not excusing not being a father but there's also probably a lot of men who based on things that are these expectations placed on by society of like, well, I don't make enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be a good enough father. It's not an excuse to not be a father, but can you see where some of that could play a role in, in justifying not being there?
1: Yeah. I think that's a great, great point. This is just, um, A lot of guys think that uh, being absent is better than bringing themselves, you know. And that's, one, that's just like a really sad reality, I think. Um, And another reason why this is such important work to do is that it doesn't, you know, you can think whatever you want of yourself, but if you're trying, then that's, even that like 1% is better than 0%. That one percent of presence is better than zero percent, um, and it's actually funny because uh, taking this back full circle to the kids, um, when you're explaining something to your niece and nephew and stuff like that, like I I think it is a little bit different if it's your kids, but for me, like whether they understand or not, I still explain it the situation like I would to you versus a two or three-year-old in the exact same verbiage as well because even if they pick up again on one percent that's still you there's still like a learning moment inside there and if you have to repeat it and stuff like that's that's when it's like part of just being a a two or three-year-old but (laughs) but still but i encourage you to still try because they'll pick up on like an element of it and that's better than nothing
0: yeah definitely one we, we hope that this is encouraging, like even to, you know, and I want to address even like fathers who are, who are just frustrated or discouraged of um, a little bit of you is better than none of you. And there's a value that, that you as a man bring to your children, both female and male children. I mean, you, you, you bring a value to... Both those again in that this podcast, he talked. You know, Warren Farrell talks a lot about his research that he's done and and uh, the role that that father plays, um, just kind of naturally. Now, somehow some households may be different roles. Be you know, there's um, we're in the 21st century, homes look different, and however people want to want to do that, right? But men and fathers bring this specific. Um, really the biggest thing that, that they talked about actually was just a a structure, um, a a structure to the home, a level of discipline to the home. And so, um, I guess that's a different topic we can get into, but just to encourage even fathers who are discouraged right now that, um, I think that's an incredible point to bring up is that uh, a little bit of you is, is so much better and always better than, than none of you. Um, so how do you, especially in, cause I think there's, you know, now we're similar. Whereas like our work never stops, you know, I do inherent and I do real estate and I do things that I can kind of do on my own time. Um, and so like my work will technically just never stop. Like if I don't want it to stop, it won't. Right. So I have to draw boundaries and have a time that I'm done and, uh, As a nine to five, from my point of view, it looks like, oh, I could just be off work and just stop thinking about work. That's probably not the case for everybody. So how do you, what are the practices that you put in place to put work behind you or put that part of your life on hold while you're with your family? And how do you draw those boundaries?
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's all about the intention again. Um, So. When, you, when I come home, like, my wife and I have an agreement that I'm always home by at least, like, 5.30, um, unless, like, it's imperative, like, there's a huge meeting or something like that that I can't reschedule or something, but 95% of the time, I always try and be home from 5.30, and then the kids go down at, like, 8, so, like, that two and a half hours um, is, like, family time, so... I try to only like focus on family and like what needs to get done around the house, or um just like spending quality time and giving them quality time, even if it's just sitting next to them while they're playing on their iPad or something like that. Like, I don't turn my phone off or anything, but I screen work calls, I screen work texts until it's until they're asleep and I can like pick that back up. And between like eight and I usually get a bed around like ten thirty. Between like eight and ten thirty, I usually just get busy works kind of stuff done so I'm still like hanging out with um, my wife Lynn and even if we're just watching a show or something like that like I'll just be like answering emails or just little tiny things after they're asleep but yeah like during those times I just try and have like a really soft line um, and I think if you make it a hard line is when you get into trouble because that's when it's like a I think us as guys start looking at it as, like, black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, this work thing is happening. Let me come in really fast. Whereas if you kind of look at it more of, like, a soft line where you're, like, okay, I can, if so, like, there's an emergency text or, like, someone texts you, like, an important question or something like that, you can just, like, answer it really fast and it takes a second and then put your phone back away. Right. You know, so I think for me that's kind of my perspective of it is just, like... I know for a fact that every single day that I, like, work every single day, so, like, Monday through Friday for me, between 5.30 and 8, I'm going to screen as much work stuff as possible and then, like, give my focus and intention uh, to, like, my wife and kids. And I think that's that's something that's not, I think, it might be easier said than done, too, and it's taken me a long time to get into that practice because you have to practice it it's not something that you can just be like, Oh, this is great advice. Let me just go implement it instantly. And it works. Like it's something that you're going to have to like practice and be aware of. Cause I have multiple mm-hmm. friends, um, who their wives have complained to me even just in like passing of like, yeah, even though he's here, he's somewhere else, <laughs> you know? So it's, there's like a level of presence you do have to bring right, to being there. Um, when you're when you're in the family time, whatever that might be, so um, I don't know. Like I don't really have advice for it, but just in my experience, like that's that's how I did it. Was I just put like a I just called a soft line, put a soft line kind of goal of being a hundred percent intentional and trying to be present and not looking cool. at my phone uh, or doing other things unless absolutely necessary, um, and then figuring it out later. Yep.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. When that's We talked about this in the podcast that got lost, but just the word intentionality, you know, we talked about being like what it means to be intentional, what it looks like to be intentional. And like one thing I do again, I don't have kids, but even for my wife, um, from, you know, once, once the clock hits seven, I just, you know, at least iPhones now have that cool, like different focus modes. Mm -hmm. And I have different focus modes on my phone all day. That just helps me to get away from like, I don't have a bunch of work stuff coming in after like seven at night and I can just focus on my wife. I can be with her. I can be present with her and you know, I can check here and there just to make sure, like you said, no emergencies coming through or anything. But even with our technology, I think there's a lot of ways that we can set up systems to um, just help with that balance and to be a little bit more uh, intentional. Right. And so, um, so I just think that's a really practical thing that we can do, and and um, yeah, and just just what you said to be to be present, um, which is why I I personally hate phones. Like I hate even in like I hate being in conversation, and then someone's checking their phone, and then I realize when I do it, and then I hate when I do it, and it frustrates me. And so that's why I have. I have to set these parameters on, on my phone of these focus modes. Cause it just helps me out a lot. Right. That's my personality. That's what I need. Cause I have ADHD too. Like I, I if I'm focusing and working on one thing and then I start looking at some emails, I'm going to get sucked into the email vortex for the next hour and a half when I need to be focused over here. And so that's where some of those, some of those pieces help me uh, to focus a lot better too. I know that might be straying a little bit from fatherhood specifically, but I think, also transfers to life in general um yeah so i bef- before i move on is there any topic on fatherhood that's just pounding in your head that you want to talk about
1: <laughs> oh man i mean not really like i think my biggest thing that i've i've i kind of already said it a little bit ago is just like one of my biggest pet peeves when i'm hanging out with other dads and things like that is when they just, like, give hard, like, no, don't do that, like, no, don't do that, like, you're constantly, your kid is just hearing no from you, like, can you imagine how many times your kid's, like, hearing no on, like, a daily basis, like, stop doing that, stop, no, don't, all (laughs) all of these kind of things, and, like, so, for me, like, that's just one of my biggest pet peeves, it's just, like, man, and then when I've asked a few of my dad friends about it, I'm like, hey, Like, not trying to, like, get involved in your parenting whatsoever, because that's your shit, and I, you know, that's your shit, (laughs) nothing to do with me, Uh, but I'm just, like, just trying to understand better, like, seek first to understand, like, why do you, you do that, and a lot of, like, every single time I've asked one of my dad friends that, the, they said because they don't think that the kid will understand if they fully explain the situation to him, And, like, that's, for me, that's just one of the biggest things that I try to, like, anytime I get to talk about fatherhood, that's all, I try to always, like, bring that up. Just, like, just try to explain it to him. Like, again, even if they understand 1% of it, that's still better than, like, nothing and just hearing no all the time you know, or like stop or don't like just trying like to reframe it to be more positive and explain the situation to them. And yeah, there's a, especially young, young kids like mine, they're not going to understand a hundred percent of the situation, but like, even if they can understand some of it, that's better than none.
0: Well, and that creates from, it's more than just explaining the situation. Like you look at big picture that is setting the grounds for you to be a place where your kid can go and have someone to talk to for the rest of their life. Like when they're getting into middle school and high school and you're, you're setting the groundwork there theoretically for them that, that we talk and we have communication and you can talk to me and I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to not, not just tell you what you have to do, what you should do and what you shouldn't do, but we're just going to have conversation. And I think that lays the groundwork for the rest of your kid's life of just being open to the conversation. I mean, you build, it's like my, I kind of harp on culture all the time with inherent, like we want to have the right culture. And that's almost just that culture of fatherhood of like, you're establishing that from the beginning that this is conversational and we can have conversation. You can trust me that I'm not just going to tell you you're wrong when you have a conversation with me. um, And I'm going to hear you out and hear your side of it. I think that lays the groundwork uh, for that, for the really the rest of their lives, in those crucial years of of those early to actual teen years, um, so I just think that's uh, another great benefit of what you're suggesting, um, and and highly agree with that. So,
1: yeah, definitely, it's just all about talking about it. Um, but that yeah, that's kind of like my main thing. Like, it's anytime I get asked about fatherhood, that's always what I say. Yeah,
0: I love that, man. Um, well, I don't have anything else apart from thank you to all the fathers out there who, um, are fathering and who are being there, even if it's one to 5%, given a hundred percent, whatever it is. Um, we just want to encourage you and say, you know, stick around, be there, be present and, uh, and we want to support you. So, um, reach out even if you just need someone to talk to you, if you need to get connected with um, counselor, therapist. Um, we'd love to help connect you there. And we also appreciate you listening to our podcast. So we ask that you would, uh, share this and that you would leave us a review and go check out our website. Follow us on social media at this is inherent, and we will talk to you next time.